I'm Commander Shepard, and this is Casually Hardcore, my favorite podcast on the internet. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Panic, ladies and gentlemen, the casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. For Sunday, what is it, the 21st of April, 2013, this is, I guess I have to go with it, Hardcore. Yep. Hardcore. Hardcore. Because I am no wise. I'm Grail. And I'm Debsa. We are the hard-boiled core of the egg that is casually hardcore. That's right. <laughs> I'm going with it. Okay. All right. You can't stop me. That's fine. Because I've already said it, and it's out there. You can't take it back. It's out there on the webs. It's actually out there on the webs uh, a new variety of ways today. Mm. We are simulcasting on Rivalcast Media as well as Versus the World Productions. Dang. As if my upstream at this house was not hammered yeah. hard enough. <laughs> it's always proved to be so reliable. I know, right? <laughs> Why not throw more on it? Why do you think there's a big old honk and roll of copper oh, here yeah. leading from the, the broadcast rig directly to the cable modem? We're going to need fiber soon. Seriously. <laughs> Please, God, let, yeah. let Google Fiber <laughs> come to Phoenix. No kidding. That'd be oh. awesome. I would, I mean, I've already just demonstrated the degree to which I'm willing to whore myself out. with. You want to simulcast with us? Sure! <laughs> but I would whore myself out okay. to get Google Fiber. Yeah. Physically? Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that fiber going to go? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have the appropriate adapter? Yeah. I think I'm a, I'm a reverse SNA character. I'll right. swing that other way. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ooh, male to male. How can I put this? No! I don't just, know if that drop-in is appropriate. You just said you would. Yeah. Yeah, you, you said Silence! that. Silence! <laughs> okay. Okay, are we done now? Yeah, I think, so. <laughs> I think so. In case you're wondering, tangents are kind of a big deal. And joining us in Internet Relay Chat, where you should be, because that's where the cool kids hang out when listening live to Casually Hardcore, is our one and only producer, nay IRC rep, the man with the beard, though I can't tell because he's not on the damn Google Hangout. Curse oh, you, curse you, slacker, slacker, the Barry Von Awesome. Barry White, save my life. Please, if you want to bring something to the host's attention during the show, send your personal messages to Barry VA, and he will bring them to our attention in an orderly fashion, instead of us having stare into the black void and say, for long periods of time. <laughs> right. Okay. Yes. I, I see, I just, I, to reinforce the point, I glance at the black void. While doing that, and see Talia in there with, I have seen enough hentai to know where this is going. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, what, even, no. 
Tab away from Black Void. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stay away. Tentacle what? Yeah. No. Gonna get a little 4chan up Bag of here. who? What? That was last week. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, last week. That was all last week. <laughs> Eat a bag of last week. Yep. We're, we're, we're in the new week now. That's right. Yeah. It's a whole new And guess what week. happened? Guess what happened? Guess what happened? You won the lottery and you're going to fund the rest of my life? I wish. No. <sighs> but I did beat Every... Bioshock. Oh! So let's just do the spoiler alert. No, we're not spoiling front. stuff. I'm at the end of Bioshock. I, yes, I, I haven't am, beaten I am it not going to spoil uh, it. Yeah. I am not going to spoil slacker, it. Slacker, slacker, slacker. Hey, I could have easily stayed home and just beat it. <laughs> yeah, he's probably about an hour away from beating yeah. it. Not a slacker. I'm pretty not close. a slacker. Not a yeah, slacker. I'm pretty close. I got up this morning and started playing. So, But I'm going to have to say that mm. the ending. Do you get it now? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it is so good. It is so good. Yeah. They're, they're, they're good storytellers over there. Oh, yes. yeah. So I have definitely gotten my money's worth, which is really funny because then now I want to go back and obviously I'm going to play it again um, as soon as a girl beats it. Well, probably today. When you play it again, it's going to uh, this is a different game. Uh, no, it's not going to be a different game. I just, you know, I'm a completionist and yeah. I, 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 I particularly skipped a lot of the side quests just so I could finish it fast and, and just at least say whether the ending was worth it or not worth it. And right. it's definitely worth it. So I want to go back and obviously get all that. But this whole time I discovered that uh, Grail had said that some of his um, media information, you know, the stuff, the emails we get about what's happening from all the, the publicity emails, some of his were going to spam. Okay. So I went and looked at mine and I realized that one of the girls that the ones I really love that make the um, Bradley, Bradley, mm-hmm. they the make strategy all guides. the strategy guides. Right. And, you know, I always get them and I always review them. And they offered one for Bioshock like oh, three weeks ago. God. <laughs> like, son of a... And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I've been missing her emails. That's Curse so sad. spam filter. Because <laughs> now I really need it because I'm going to play it again in order to get everything. And now I really need that strategy guide. But now I've got to play it again because... No! You get the idea. Yeah, but yeah, it's really, really, really good. It's really, really good. You should be playing. You should be playing mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. And you absolutely should, if you can, manage play Bioshock one before you play this one. Uh, Two optional. One. I don't know if either one of them really. I'm talking, I mean, I'm talking about you the can. ending. Oh yeah, I mean you can. The ending loses all significance. It, it will lose if you have not played Bioshock. It will lose some of its significance. Yes, if yes, you not, not all of it. There, there's bits. Where not we all of it, but there's tiny bits that you're like, oh. But yes, I definitely would play. But I mean, if you're not playing Bioshock, if you don't play Bioshock one, then I don't even. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say to you. <laughs> I mean, I can't even get it out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Why am I speaking to you? I know. Why are you even listening? Right. <laughs> no, just kidding. But it's really good. I yeah. For I'm those of you playing it. Little video of Jeff Goldblum. And people say to me, "Do you pronounce your name?" Gold Blum or Gold Bloom. Mm-hmm. And I always say to them, how dare you speak to me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. Which is awesome. Uh, so our choice for in-show music and uh, before-show music is significant this week, as we'll cover in one of our uh, news yes. items later. The, the great and powerful Jonathan Colton is up to more... Uh, Fun stuff. More goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are uh, looking forward to... With great anticipation. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And 
Code Monkey like Fritos. Yes, mm-hmm. and Mountain Dew. And Tab and Mountain Dew. Tab and Why does he like Tab and Mountain Dew? I know. He that's should a really, very strange mix He of should drinks. really just... Like because that's how diet drinks work. You drink one diet. Yeah. I'm holding up a diet cherry Coke. Right. Which means you can now drink one regular, Ma- one and they Mountain cancel Dew. each other out. Oh, okay. Okay. That's, that's yeah. exactly how, <laughs> that's how that diet works. soda it's, works, right? Science. <laughs> science! <laughs> Got it. Uh, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a weird mixture for sure. Yeah. He should just stick with one or the other. Yeah. I say he stick I'm with Mountain Dew. amazed that they still make Tab. Yeah. I think they brought it back. It was out of circulation for a while. Because it's vile. Have you ever tasted Tab? Yeah. It was like the original diet soda. It and was... before they knew how to make diet soda. Right, yes. right. It doesn't have any, like, aspartame or any of that other, you know, the, just, the, the better sweeteners. Yeah, there's yeah. just good old saccharin. Like, good old oh, cancer. Though you haven't had truly bad stuff until you've tried Diet Right. Oh, yeah, I've had Diet Right before. The original Diet Right Cola is vile stuff. Yeah. The Diet Right Orange Soda uh-huh. that I actually drank when I was on the medically supervised diet, not bad. Oh, okay. For, for a, you know, for doesn't show up on scanners level of nothing in it. Right. Like you drink it and your body said, did something just what? happen? <laughs> <laughs> I could have sworn we were making swallowing motions, but there's nothing down here. Yeah. Um, it wasn't terrible, but also I, I'll take water over that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should get hydrated by water. <laughs> but I digress. Speaking of body scanners, we had quite the interesting oh, yeah. uh, thing happen yesterday. You've been to an airport for the Freedom Group lately? <laughs> no. no. I dropped Iowa off at the airport this morning. <laughs> Enjoy your Freedom Group, honey. Uh-huh. No, no, it wasn't that. Um, Grill ran the um, Pat's Run yesterday. Ah, yes. So um, during the Pat's Run, you know, because of what happened at the Boston Marathon, yes. there was a lot of security you at think? Pat's Run yesterday. Just a tad. So after the Pat's Run, you know, everyone's exhausted, except for me because I didn't run. So <laughs> everyone's exhausted. We're walking <laughs> to go have some beer. and uh, we're, You're just there for the beer. I was just there for the beer. So we're walking down, and then all of a sudden we see like four police officers yeah. kind of Walking really fast towards this couple. They're doing a jog. They're doing a little jog. But no, towards... it's not just police officers. It's DHS. D- yes. So D- it was Department also. of Homeland Security running. Running. The with fatherland. The, with the bulletproof vest Best on. and everything. Yeah. So they're running towards this couple. And I remember this lady because this couple actually ran it with the baby. So they were one of the, the people that ran with the baby carriage. So, um, And they had an American flag with them. So they're running and they stop this lady. And the lady's like, what? you know, looking like, what's going on? So after they all left, we found out that the lady had just had um, a CAT scan where they have to inject they did the, the dye, oh, the so contrast put... dye. So they – She set off she the, set radi- off the, the yeah, detectors. The detectors, and they, like, ran after her for it. We're like, wow, least, that least really works. Work. <laughs> yeah. That's some pretty low levels of radioactivity in that right? the contrast dye. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was really funny. And then obviously we went and had beer. But girl yeah. did, girls did pretty good, though. It was just, yeah. I mean, the whole thing was just crazy. Like, wow, if they can detect that, what else can they detect that's in you? Being it was 420. Hadn't <laughs> 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 mm, thought of that. Huh. Um, so, yeah. But no, the. Yes, the, actually, I should say, being the 21st, happy surprise drug test right, day. Right, right. Yes. I saw the. <laughs> 50 memes about that today <laughs> on Facebook. Um, but, yeah, it was cool. I mean, obviously, 
the Pat's run, which is Pat Tillman's run, which is the run this now ninth year that it's been in existence, obviously, uh, for his foundation. And those that don't know, he was uh, a guy who played for the Arizona Cardinals, football player, turned down large contract to go uh, – Service country, and then was killed by friendly fire of yes. all things. It was really in a, in depressing. A, in a very hushed but up incident. It still was a very you know big act of like kind of self sacrifice. So they really you know do a lot uh, in his memory. And this run then supports his foundation, which gives scholarships does for the military yes. and stuff like that. So it was cool. And but it was also one of the bigger runs. I mean, it was twenty eight thousand folks in it, so it was probably the biggest run to happen after what occurred in Boston. So a lot of stuff. They even had people from the Boston Marathon there. There, like did. the start line, you know, cheering people on. So it was cool. Yeah, there were some nice stories where they had a, a, a marathon in London. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, that one. Time, and they paused for a moment of silence. To, mm-hmm. A lot of the uh, interesting comparisons and contrasts and people that are jumping to make between the manhunt in Boston and the recent manhunt for the rogue cop in L.A. Um, not necessarily fair comparisons, but some fairly humorous ones where they show... The Boston Manhunt, if the LAPD had run it, they'd show a boat in flames. Like, <laughs> low blow guy. Yeah. Hilarious, but low blow. Yeah. Yeah, that whole thing is just in- crazy for for our, st- you know, America standards. Just seeing a city that big get put on full lockdown was yeah. just something you don't see. To see it that <laughs> empty, you never see yeah. it like that unless it's a well, movie. Right. And also seeing Americans willingly cooperating with their government. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's impressive, right? There's usually (laughs) some kind of someone who's not going to sit still for that level of government. No, everyone was pretty cool about it. Like, no, go get that son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Boston's Um, a pretty tight-knit town as it it goes. So So they got got good Uh, communities there that that hate each other. Right, right. I mean, there's (laughs) rivalry, but you don't mess with Boston. You don't come and mess with Boston. (laughs) So it was good. Yeah, it was a good run. There was yeah. a lot of really great. There was a gentleman who proposed at the yeah, run. Yeah. There was a guy. There was a guy who ran in full fireman's gear, including the oxygen mask. So he ran wearing his turnout gear and his Scott all pack. of it. Yep, all of it. Yeah. And how ran, many miles was 4. this? Four point two. Four point two. So because his number was number forty two. Yeah. It ends on the forty two yard line. That's yeah. Impressive. It was impressive. They had some impressive guys. They had a guy who had a full animatronic like soldier uniform yes like it had like the helmet mounted so that it was swivel on its own but you couldn't see the person and it was like the jacket and everything yeah it was like this gigantic puppet thing it was crazy but it was like all kind of remote control it was really neat there it looks like there was also a couple of companies that ran together too they ran the race together so that was really neat with their flag um, with their company number on yeah a lot of flags i got hit in the head by a couple flags you got your murka in my head yeah Okay. <laughs> yeah. so. That was funny. I'm as patriotic as the next guy, but right, damn. right. Like, hey. <laughs> point the sharp bit another yeah. direction. Get a little higher yeah. of a flag. That'd be nice. So, yeah, it was cool. Really cool. Um, well done. So, had that happen. Still been playing a lot of uh, League of Legends, so that's been going really well. It has him tightly yeah. in its grasp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting getting to the point now where I've played now a fair number of PvP matches, so that's been going. Pretty good. I've only been, you know, flat out chastised, I think, once. <laughs> Stop feeding! Yeah, well, it's just like, get more aggressive. Why aren't you being aggressive? It's like, because if I get aggressive and I get killed, then all I hear about is why I'm feeding the person. Right. So it's like, I'd rather just sit back, get my money, let's push him out of the lane, and then, you know, when once I feel 
like I got some oomph behind me, then mm. then we'll play aggressively. <laughs> Sons of <laughs> bitches. Son of a bitch. Yeah. It's like, so, Jesus. What's your hero of choice? Um, Morgana. That's okay. I'm I'm by far that's my best hero. But uh I'm finding more and more when I jump into just a random game, like I don't know why, but a lot of times people just don't want to play the uh big time damage role of the attack damage carry, they call it ADC. Okay. So it's like the person who just basically levels up so that their auto attack just does a ton of damage and it shoots really fast. So I'm finding I'm having to learn that role a little bit more than uh I, I had been in the past, but Morgana's the best because I can play any lane with her. I like a champion that I can just be like, I don't care what whatever you want me to do. I, I can get into any lane and do what I need. The only thing I can't do is jungle, which is fine. So it's cool. I like it a lot. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been fun. So no, I've been seeing, I've been paying a little more attention to the League of Legends subreddit and actually seeing controversy on there about bugs with the skins that you can get for some of the heroes causing problems. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. People are really paying close attention to the game mechanics and realize, no, no, these particle effects you've done are screwing with the calculation of the... the Wow. I know some of them because there's a big thing, especially for your auto attacks. A lot of it, every character does their own little animation when they auto attack. So some of them... It's just easier to get shots off because there's a whole... I mean, there's so much crap with this game, but like one of the big things is last hitting. Like You want to get the kill shot on the little minion dudes because that gives you money. Okay. If you don't kill, get the kill shot, you don't get the money. So there's certain animations and there's certain skins that give you different animations mm-hmm. that are like a lot easier to kind of get that shot off, to go off than it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or just it's a more smooth motion, whereas others can kind of throw you off a little bit. And you're like, ah, I keep missing or I'll shoot early and then another minion comes and finishes them off. And you're like, ah, <coughs> excuse me. No, dick move. Don't die. <laughs> no die. You do have somebody water get, in front of you. Somebody get Grail a cough switch. <laughs> And then there was a kind of silence mm. when we gave Grail CPR. <laughs> we? What's this we? Yeah. <laughs> what we, white man? <laughs> yeah. You got life insurance on him, right? I do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> See you on the other side, Grail. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like winning the lottery. No, not even close. <laughs> uh, what the? Oh, damn it. I had something in my head and then it went away. What uh, did you uh, do? Uh, caller topic. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm going to go for the low-hanging fruit on this one because it is the beginning of the summer movie season. That's for Mm -hmm. sure. So the first round of the biggies, uh, Oblivion is kind of the first really super budget, uh, big name actor who I don't particularly care about myself, but is out there. So what's on your roster for this year? What blockbusters, what smaller movies that uh, may be slipping under the radar? We got in this last week the final super duper reveals a lot more trailer for Star Trek Into Darkness. Mm-hmm. The bad guy has a real freaking big ship. Yeah, you find out in there, and that is in fact the Enterprise plowing into the ocean. Yeah, after all, nice. We always assume that ah, they're doing a clever a clever misdirect there where they have another constellation class right, ship right. and they make it look like no, the Enterprise apparently gets freaking shot down in the course of this movie. Suck like, it. Nope. One movie in, we didn't wait as long as the original series yeah, did. Yeah, that's right, that's right. We're taking this bad boy out we'll of the sky. Get, we'll be get doing one NCC 1701A yeah. before too much longer here. Yep. So, nice. really amped up the uh, the reveals, and the they're obviously going super action heavy. And last night, 
with uh, Princess Amber here, who's uh, taking care of the kiddos right now and was babysitting for us last night, sat down and watched, rewatched the original J.J. Abrams Star Trek and remembered, oh, God, oh, God, the lens flares. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope they calm that down just a wee bit on the next one because... People aren't exaggerating when they say this movie is wall-to-wall freaking lens flares. And when you're just keyed into looking for them, it's like, wow, did the cinematographer like wear really dark sunglasses the whole time he was shooting this? Because, damn. Possibly. But anyway. I didn't notice that as much. Yeah. Go, I mean, from the, I mean, from now the that very you're first, first looking shot. For it, if I'm yeah. looking for it, I'll probably notice it. But yeah. when I first, I've seen that mm-hmm. I love that movie. So I've seen that movie several times and I don't notice it as much, but. Go like, take a go take a look at it because from the moment the USS Kelvin comes across the screen, it's like every light on that ship is like flared out like you wouldn't believe. Like, oh God! <sighs> oh, you know. Um, they also put up the next Man of Steel. Yeah, preview that one I haven't me. seen, but people have told me that looks really good. It which is, grabbed me a lot more than any of the yeah. previous ones does. I, I have more of an interest in the movie than I have had up until this point. Yeah, because I've had pretty close to zero interest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so, this may be yeah. an interesting. Route. I have. To, I'll, I'll try to watch it on one of our breaks here. As much as I, I credit um, them for trying to honor the Richard Donner legacy with Superman Returns, mm-hmm. um, and I, I enjoyed Superman Returns. I didn't have as many issues with it as a lot of people did. Um, I think I'm going to like this one better if it delivers on the promise. Now, a well cut trailer. Right, can hide a does not make a movie, right. of course. I've, yeah, had, I've yeah. gone to movies where they had a great trailer, and like, what movie was that trailer for? Right. This wasn't it. Right. But, and of course the obligatory Iron Man 3 mm-hmm. yeah. coming soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, later in the year, Thor The Dark World. Mm-hmm. That's not until November time frame. That's not, that's not really going to be a summer blockbuster. No, no. But, so, put your thinking caps on. Uh, in the land of movies... And even extended into uh, television premieres, because another interesting thing this week was, I believe it was Amazon, has put out their pilots that they have requested for viewers to vote on to see what they will put into production. Right. Which I'd love to see the damn networks do. Yeah. Well, yeah. You think they they could turn it into one of their favorite things in the world? They could turn it into a reality TV show, True. where they because we need more of those. Mm-hmm. We're going to get more of those, whether we want them or not. So why don't we at least try and have them use their powers for good? So have a show like you know, any number of the dancing or singing shows. Just have it be watch this pilot. Now call this eight hundred number and vote on your favorite. Right. Well, and I mean, also you have, well, even I think it's Barry put in the uh, research notes. Uh, I didn't include on there because there's not too much to say. However, Netflix next series premieres, I think, this Friday. So it's Hemlock Grove, yep. which looks good. It's uh, more of a, you know, suspenseful, spooky, spooky scare or, you know, series. But I'm, I'm glad just to see yeah. content coming from these new directions. Yeah. I, I think we can only benefit from that kind of choice. It's kind of funny, though, when you see that, when you say, like, oh, it's going to premiere, premiere with all of the episodes ready to go. <laughs> so, like, oh, that's cool. It's, I think that's just adapting to how people yeah. are viewing stuff. It's a new, new, uh, a new paradigm. paradigm. Yeah. You get to use, use that the big word. word. A paradigm shift. Right. 
So we're not, I mean, I'm looking forward to Grown Ups 2. That's my summer movie. <laughs> what about Hangover 3? Oh, yeah. Like we needed. <laughs> hope, I mean, I have, I have some hope for that, that maybe it'll at least not be the same movie mm-hmm. like ha- ha- uh, Hangover, Hangover 2 was compared to The Hangover, but I'm not going to drop movie theater money on that. Yeah. So that'll be a wait for cable wait for or streaming. Netflix or whatever. So yeah. for the call-in topic, uh, primarily movies, but also that there's TV content that's coming up that has you excited. We'd love to hear about that as well. So yeah. we're thinking about that for the fourth half of the show, and we'll cover your calls and your emails and all that fun, grand stuff the other side of the show. Cool. Any other tangential type things um, before we move on to our first break, ladies and gentlemen, or ladies yeah, and gentlemen? Can't really think of anything. No, it's pretty much all I did this week. Finished yeah. Bioshock. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. <laughs> I worked and done and done. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I ran out my one month of WoW and felt zero inclination to, to re-up. re-up, and that was that. I got yeah. to ninety. Okay, <laughs> I turned the computer off, and went to bed. Yeah. Nice. And actually, actually, I busted out uh, StarCraft Two and uh, what do you call it? Heart of the Swarm. No, on, on the PS3, a little bit I played. Talked about oh, uh, Uncharted. Uncharted. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Learning. Just I'm relearning. Like a the controller. Dual, the DualShock yeah. controller. I yeah. haven't played on one of those, or, or you know, really since the Xbox. Right. My, my original Xbox One. I got. Too few years of service out of before the DVD drive croaked. Oh, and lovely ninety-day warranty on that thing back then. Mm. Mm. Told you how confident they were in that yeah, thing. Yeah, no kidding. But I digress. Huh? Red Ring of what? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. That was the 360. That was 360. The the Xbox just smoked. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, my PS3 and there is a replacement for the first gen sure. PS3 that melted itself, oh, yeah. like apparently yeah. all of them did. So. Yeah, there were some issues with the last design runs. So yeah. That's cool. I think the Wii was pretty unscathed. Yeah, because it was so underpowered. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, what, what exactly could it do? I mean, my Genesis still works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what killed my Wii was probably just a dirty lens. Oh, okay. And if I was, was you know, feeling more ambitious, I could build a cleaning tool for it or crack it open and go after it. But yeah, yeah. the Wii U was there and does everything the Wii did, plus all the fun, new, interesting things. So. Yeah. The Wii sits upstairs as a glorified Netflix box. Nice. Hey, just it's good to have goals. Yeah. All right. Hmm. So this brings us handily to our first break. We're going to be celebrating uh, Jonathan Colton this show due to stuff we'll be covering in the news segment. But just sit back and enjoy Sky Mall. Because, just because, actually. We'll be back right after this. Hey, Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants at frogpants.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Geeks in a Gaming World! Casually hardcore, excuse me, hardcore. Nice. Continues live on alphageekradio.com. Moving on into Geeks in a Gaming World. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, we touched earlier on Bioshock Infinite. Remaining a part of your lives, mm-hmm. um, as well as lol, well, slowly chewing away at your soul. Yeah. <laughs> you are mine. Only Grail's soul. Mine. Only mine. And yeah. Aridens, Grail and Aridens. Yeah. Ah, so you see, you, you've contaminated your your. Well, I told you, he's he's way better than I am. <laughs> 
he's a teenager. Yeah. 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 That's kind of, by Mad definition, skills. will spank us every no. time. I can beat him in certain games. This ah, one, though, this he one. is very, he adapted quicker. Gotcha. Like, mm-hmm. he does things where you're just like, no! Oh, my God, he won. <laughs> I don't know how many times that's happened to us. Where we're just like, don't attack them. There's three. Okay, there's two now dead. And wow. you somehow got out of that. I would have ran in and just gotten murdered. <laughs> so, yeah. So, here's a, a wonderful story that came out of uh, the research threads mm-hmm. about the old school colliding with the new school. This is from GameSpot.com. The Girl Scouts oh, yes. create merit badge for game dev. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's completely awesome. Yeah. Number one, Girl Scouts. Yes, right? absolutely. Because women are underrepresented in the gaming industry is, mm-hmm. is a generally held uh, opinion. And just acknowledging that here's a new thing that is worthy of a merit badge. Like, yeah. You go, Girl Scouts. Yeah. Absolutely. Because a lot of those, at least, I mean, I'm guessing Girl Scouts kind of follows the same thing as Boy Scouts because I have more, much more familiarity with that. But, like, you give them a badge, they're going to get the badge. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this <laughs> is Completionist, a, completionist. Or, yeah. This is really, where MMO players come from. Yeah, no kidding. They all started as Scouts. But, I mean, it's a great way yes. to get that kind of exposure for a lot of mm-hmm. kids that would normally probably never have that opportunity unless they actively really, you know, try to seek it out. So the badge is a cl- collaboration between Women in Games International and the Girl Scouts of Greater Los Angeles. And right now, the badge is only available for Girl Scouts in L.A. It's got to start somewhere. Yeah. But of course, the, the various regional people get together and share ideas. So I would hope that this would spread if it's successful. Yeah. The course to obtain the patch will be specifically, will be specially designed with WIGI, Women in Gaming International, mm-hmm. developing a program that will meet the patch requirements of the Girl Scouts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they didn't just say, they they put some thought into this and worked with um, Women in Gaming International to say, okay, but what do they really need to do? Let's have this mean something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You need to code an iOS game within two weeks. No. no. Even the Boy Scout one isn't that intensive. I mean, I think the most intensive thing in the Boy Scout um, gaming badge, I think it's game design, is... He has to, um, or the Boy Scout has to create, take a game that's already available, change up the rules a little bit, and then play it with Not it. new rules. Not with it. new yeah. rules with the other Boy Scouts, and then get their feedback right. on what it is. So I think, I mean, the, the, as the design with just the badge system in general is to give people a taste right. of many things. Mm-hmm. So that people can discover that they may have an affinity for something that may, they may never have tried otherwise. Yeah. Well, I mean, and like you said, it's modding. So it's, it's more of a, a high-level, almost like meta concepts for the, the thing that you're trying to do. So while they're not having you go in and code a new map for, say, you know, whatever, Call of Duty or whatever, uh, first-person shooter, they are saying take, like, a board game like Monopoly mm-hmm. and change, you know, one of the rules. Like, you go, if you go around the board without hitting a property, you get to an extra $400 or whatever. Who knows? But the thing also that they do is, I mean, that's that's one of the active, because um, the, there's several activities that you have to do for a badge, and that's one of the active activities. But they also need to learn definitions. You know, they need to play several video games and learn the difference between oh, darn. A, yeah, I know, right? Between first a first-person shooter, shooter strategy. yeah, things like that, yeah. and then what goes into developing them. So, I mean, it's it's a pretty decent badge. I don't, yeah. I don't even know if Airden has it, to tell you the truth. I have no idea. 
<laughs> he has so many badges. He's got like it's hard to remember. Now. It's like forty. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Badges. 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 They don't need no stinking badges. They need badges. He needs stinking badges. The Boy Scout. That's right. But that's actually pretty neat. It's mm-hmm. neat for them to have one like that for the Girl Scouts. That's not just like you know cooking and yeah, yeah, you know, stuff like that, sewing, cooking and cleaning. Yeah, and it's nice to have a gamer girl. And the gamer girl badge is really cute. It's like an eight bit heart. Yeah. So it's cute. Yes. Yeah, it's like a Zelda heart. Yeah, it's like Very a Zelda so. heart. It's cute. Did you get the extra heart? Bling. Exactly. Bling, bling, bling. Uh, living in the past. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we have, let's see, this one is more kind of near and dear to me, which is that <laughs> the uh, bidding for the remaining uh, THQ IPs uh, is closed. Oh, you missed your opportunity. Dang yeah. it. Yeah. Not unlike missing the opportunity. 17 again. bids for certain remaining franchises expected to bring in as much as $7 million when sales closes next month. So this means that there is stuff out there that may see the light of day. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. good. For me, the biggest thing is that uh, Darksiders was still available, mm-hmm. which is a really well-done franchise. I enjoyed the first game quite a bit. Um, I've only touched a little on the second game because it just came out when everything came out, so I haven't... I know it's I, in my son played through it and said it was awesome. So I'm like, all right, well, that's that's good. <laughs> I will get to that at some point in time. Uh, let's see. Red Faction, Homeworld uh, being a big one that actually they're, they now are going to have a new company because they tried to do a Kickstarter for it and it failed. Oh. So they are. Not every or, Kickstarter succeeds. Well, I don't know if it failed. And I, I didn't do a ton of research. I don't know if it failed that they didn't hit their goal. I think they actually hit their goal and then just couldn't deliver. Oh. So they had to do some refunding. Oh, dear. Uh, MX, I think also, I think they still own the like wrestling franchise as well. So uh, none of the bids were detailed in the document, though the developer Team Pixel announced today that it had been outbid by a mystery party for the Homeworld IP. Mystery party. Mystery party. Dun, dun, so dun. the auction for the Homeworld license ended on April 15, 2013. While we reached a qualified bidder status for the bankruptcy auction, we were unable to raise the necessary funds to remain competitive against other parties at the auction. The company wrote so, which is good. I mean, Homeworld was a real, real unique RTS game. That... It was. I mean, full three dimensional space sim. Yeah. One of the early times when soundtrack mm-hmm. was just freaking awesome, and it was just the ambient music and the whole. It was a slow RTS. I mean, the, the movement of the fleets and the building of your fleet. It was all. Done space ballet yeah. style. It was. It was not. You know, shoot him up. Bam, 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 bam. Was, right, right. It was all graceful curves and coming in for the straight. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, and and just the. It was one of the first games I remember really zooming into great detail and zooming back out mm-hmm. to the big the, the ten thousand foot view, or the three light year view, as the case may be. Yeah. Well, not only that. I know we've talked about the show before, but like, it came out right around the time that Babylon Five was really big. So yeah. you're like, oh, this is awesome. I get to play like I'm playing Babylon Pretty Five. Pretty much. Yes. This is cool. So. That's good. Yes. And uh, I made me think that, you know, can't, May can't get here fast enough because almost everybody from B5 is going to be in downstairs. Yeah, I know. It's like, hi, guys. Pretty We're going to go cool. hang around the restaurants here and hope, who am I going to see? Who am I going to see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stock them. I mean, uh, not stock them, officer. I am. I'm going to close my mouth. Now. Yes. Oh, uh, let's see. What else do we have? Well, uh, uh, this is one that we got multiple 
folks putting into our research thread. Um, it started off as a code name Project Zooey, I believe, yep. mm-hmm. for uh, the next Beth- Bethesda project. And since that point, uh, point in time that was announced, it's now turned into a game called The Evil Within, which the is going to be me. produced by Bethesda, but it's actually going to be brought to us by uh, the creator of Resident Evil. And I can... I could try to butcher his name if you like. Sin, Sinji Mikami. Works for me. Sounds good. So, yeah, uh, looks kind of tr- exciting. The trailer's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's super creepy it's looking. It's really creepy. That's kind of Resident Evil's thing. No, right. I mean. This is different than. No, it. no. Resident Evil is scary. Like, it's like scary. Shocking. Yeah, awesome, startling. Scary. Yeah, you're like, oh my God, zombie. This is like face. creepy, like, get this your, away from me. Your creepy. skin is crawling. Yeah. It's a little different. Yeah, it's like, ooh, this could be... I don't know, Bethesda's definitely got a knack for kind of lately, at least the last several years, for kind of going, I think this is going to be money. I yeah. think this is going to yeah. be money. And, and yeah. each thing is different. Yeah. Not necessarily been done that way before. Right, right. So they've done a good job of kind of picking and shooting. Not a ton of information. There's a, As uh, Dax has mentioned, there's a trailer out there you can watch and you go, okay, that looks pretty freaky. That's doesn't, pretty doesn't much all we know it. right now. Yeah. That's a gameplay yeah. trailer. Um, it's uh, it's uh, projected right now for about a year. Uh, so 2014, uh, April-ish release. Now, yeah. for the... Con- I mean, yeah, I would say necessarily console fanboys, but for the fans of the uh, Ash Creed series, yeah, <laughs> the one that they looked at the previous game and said, wow, Everybody really, really hated that. No, <laughs> but the one part they liked oh, they about liked, it yeah. was the naval. The portion. thing they loved yeah. the most was navy. They said, "Okay, we're going to make a whole game." Yeah. So this is from PC Gamer, Assassin's Creed Four, Black Flag. Now I just think insecticide when they say. Yeah. <laughs> I just picture him with not, a raid can. With two cans of raid instead of two because they picture him with two uh-huh. uh, sabers. Sabers. I'm thinking, I know. <laughs> I actually, I go right to the punk band, but <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's ship battles, piracy, and exploration on the high seas. Arr! Right, mm-hmm. basically diving into what everybody went. That was cool. Here's and more. Now we'll make a game like it, uh, which is interesting because they go into some big differences. Is there's no like central hub city now? You're really your central hub is this whole. Uh, set of islands where you're going to be transversing and sailing around, and a lot of it has to do with how you do ship-to-ship combat, and the fact that you can actually do boarding now in real time, whereas in Assassin's Creed 3, the boarding was actually a cinematic. Right. But now you can kind of, you know, whittle them down and decide, hey, I'm either going to jump over the ship, I can hang back, shoot them with my rifle, whatever, you know, I want to do to to capture the booty. <laughs> Bring me the Bring booty. Bring me the I'm booty. Just, I'm just looking at... The concept art. And they're saying to myself, Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, well, that, <laughs> I mean, obviously influenced. You think? Sure. I mean, Tiny it's like, bit. Captain Jack, let's just throw a hood on him. Now it's Assassin's Creed. Assassin. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> Assassins of the Caribbean yeah. at World's End. Oh, uh, looks, looks good. <laughs> it does just... Yeah. Um, so it says, I mean, your name of your ship is the Jackdaw. I just... Yep, <laughs> I'm not so we're going back in time to the turn of the 18th century, a period when New Year, when the New World really was new. And that's one of the nice things about the design of the Assassin's Creed series is you can point that at any period in history, theoretically, yeah. where you've got this, you know, the genetic mm-hmm. link, but whatever. Sure. And just 
run with it. Right. So there's, I mean, and I'm waiting for them to, for the inevitable one where they turn it around and point it towards the future. Well, I mean, the games themselves always had you in the future in because the that's where you're at. But what about further in the future? Further in the future, in the future yes. poss? I don't know. I mean, there, there's sci-fi, there's science fiction portion of the Pretty assassin. Weak. Well, it's really like, I mean, they, they basically just go, and there was this freaky-deaky race that was here before us that had lots of super cool technology that, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it just does, they can do whatever we Mumble, mumble, wave of. hand, wave yeah. hand. Yeah. Like, here, have this apple. Don't look behind the curtain. Crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, if they wanted to, I'm sure they could say, and these precursor people actually figured out how to look forward in the future, mm-hmm. and okay. so now you're in there. Okay. <laughs> we'll but, go with but, it. But they still wear hoods. and Yeah, well, you got to have the hood. And carry daggers in that's spring-loaded it. wrist compartments. Yeah. That's, well, that they didn't. The assassin ordered us. Yes. Oh, I see. So that, that, that's timeless. That's, yes. So we'll see. It looks, looks good. I'm happy for it. And it's a big break from what they did with Assassin's Creed 2, where they actually had two games come out before they actually moved into Assassin's Creed 3. This one, I mean, a lot of people, if anything I've read about the game, and I hadn't played much of it, was that Connor and the modern counterpart to him, which I even, that's how meaningless this guy was. I, don't, I forget his name. You don't uh, care about him. He's just the body. You they use. were just weak. They were, right. they were weak. Mm. They weren't as strong of characters as Ezio was from the three games he was in in Assassin's right. Creed 2 and then Brotherhood and uh, uh, Re- Revelations. So... Looks good. I'm excited. I'll I'll pirate around and stab people in the face. Of course you will. For the yo booty. ho, yo ho, the pirate's life for me. No doubt. Pirates are cool. Yeah, pirates <laughs> are cool. <laughs> I'm just not. Well, <laughs> at, as far as for me, one of the things that I've been really interested in is um, back in the day, back I loved the, day. the Gabriel Knight series. Okay. So loved it. I even um, girl gave it to me on Steam for something i forgot what but he gifted me a couple of games gabriel knight games which i actually probably i think i still have the the cds of my oh, yeah. original purchase of the gabriel knight series back when cds were shiny and new and new yeah. <laughs> exactly um but i love that series and it was jane jensen who came up with that series and a year ago she had a kickstarter um where you could pick out of three genres or not three genres, they were both kind of the same genre, but out of three different games that she wanted to make. Right. And um, the Kickstarter was fully funded, and they ended up going with Mobius is what they wanted, which is kind of like Gabriel Knightish, right. you know. He's a kind of a, it's a detective sort of dark um, mystery, which she's really good so at. It's a, it's a metaphysical thriller game by Jane Jensen. Yes. Dark mystery. She's really good at those. Yeah. <laughs> metaphysical. Metaphysical. Yeah, this is, well, the last one was voodoo, so kind of metaphysical. Well, that was the first, well, first one was voodoo, yeah. and then there was werewolves, and there was the second one. The third one was werewolves. The, the second, second one, one was. <laughs> the first one was voodoo, the second one was werewolves, the third one was vampires, I or this... something akin to a vampire. Yeah. yeah. The second one was the beast within. So That's that was right. It was the beast within. Which is one of the rare. Lies from which... no, I was an altered beast. Sorry. No, no. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, werewolf too. Um, no. But no, the, the second one has the distinction of uh, at a time, in a world. In a world. Where full motion video within your CD game was like the <gasps> big thing. Yeah, Everybody loved huge. to throw it in there and it inevitably sucked. You would stop your game to yeah. watch a badly rendered video. This one actually used 
uh, full motion video throughout the entire game, and it was it worked. The story it was so good really with well. it that it worked really well. But even the gameplay, the mechanics yeah, the gameplay of it worked well. It was a fun game. It was still enjoyable. It came on six CDs, I think. Yeah, it was at the a time, lot it was of like, CDs. oh my god. It was a long game, but it was really, really good. In fact, I don't think I, ha- I think I had to have you help me with the end of that because I couldn't. Beat it was it, tough. I yeah, it, was it was a tough, tough. game. Well, the things, one of the things I like about this, other than the name of the government ag- agency, the Future Intelligence Science and Technology, mm-hmm. FIST. FIST. Yeah. They're really fisting in this game, apparently. <laughs> but don't clench. Don't clench. <laughs> but the thing I like is coming soon for PC, mm-hmm. Mac, iPad, and Linux. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're doing it right. That's right. Yep. And it comes out in June. And Linux tells me it may uh, be an easy port to like the Ouya. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. The Uyas are beginning to, to appear in the wild now. But they did actually get enough money to do two games. So they obviously completed uh, Mobius. Yeah. And then they um, there's a second game that they were doing uh, that they have yet to be named. TBR. It, it's called like Cool Game Z or something. At the, or Cool Game X or something. So. Better than Cool Game Y at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta respond to Talia in uh, the Black Void okay, here. I looked into the void. I looked into the void. Well, it popped up. It's like somebody mentioned your name. Oh like, boy! All right, oh up? no! Don't do that. So, is <laughs> Graylin Gang ever played Night Trap? I have played Night Trap. I I think I even beat Night Trap because at the time I was working for a video store where we actually rented out Sega CD games, uh-huh. and so I got to borrow it for a few nights and I played through it. And yeah, it was just. It was a mess. Uh, <laughs> Sega CD had a few things, and like for full motion video on the Sega CD, the only one that actually had it built in sorta and worked was uh, Sewer Shark. That game was fun. It was really, <laughs> really fun. But it really only the cutscenes and the little right. dialogue was done in full motion video. I mean, my first memories are the first Wing Commander game where they tried to integrate like Mark Hamill and oh, that was uh, three yeah. Heart mm-hmm. of the Tiger and. It was just so deplorably. It was like the back that it just stopped the action. Yeah, dead. it the technology and, and, and it, wasn't there. Right. But it reminded me of. I mean, I went in college. I was a theater major. Was doing tech theater and mm-hmm. stage management. But I had, of course, to take a lot more of the uh, just background and history of theater and the early versions of musicals. We're not musicals like we know them today, where the song is a part of the plot and they're singing about something that's happening in the the plot. They would just stop the play and sing a song. Awesome. <laughs> and then resume the play. That was a musical. And that's what it made me think of. It was like, you're stopping the game yeah. to show me a video that's barely related to the game I am playing, and then back to the game. Yeah, it. It definitely worked in some cases, but in most cases, it did not work so well. So, oh well. And this one, the new game Mobius, does not appear to incorporate that at all. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it actually looks uh, animated. looks pretty nice. It does, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see that come out because I definitely picked that up now that I'm through with my run one of Bioshock. Right, right. All right. I think our last story here, this one's a little bit more of a visual one, uh, so Barry will throw it into the uh, IRC. However, uh, the title of this is The Cultural Center in Istanbul is called Something in Istanbul. <laughs> it was the first opened in 1914 as the city's sole electric power plant before its current life as Turkey's Museum of Energy. And literally, if you go through these pictures, mm-hmm. it is every first-person shooter 
ever created. I mean, every first-person shooter I've ever played has had levels that look exactly, exactly like this. Like this. this, this I mean, gigantic machines with a bunch of like archaic dials and switches on them, uh, platforms that you run up and then go to the little platform, and then there's another stairways that go right down with large electro, uh, you know, uh, industrial equipment in the background. Uh, the outsides of the buildings, the alleyways and walkways, all just scream like anything from Half-Life to anything else you can think of. Every damn first-person shooter has had this. Yes. Now we know where they get where the source it came material. from. Exactly. It's amazing. It's almost one of those things like I'd want to visit it. Just be like, wow. who knew Istanbul? Yeah, who knew? Who knew? So impressive. Check, check for that in the show notes. If you're a podcast listener or if you're in the IRC, then you've already found the link. <laughs> and yeah, that's. I mean, it is that old. Big yeah. wheels and rheostats. All they and... need is crates. Yeah. yeah. They just need more crates, crates. Right. or drums. More crates. crates and drums. Crates and drums. Crates and drums. Crates and drums. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If they have some of those like off camera, then it's that's it. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> they should have Do missed... full motion video of that and uh, put that yeah, in yeah, yeah, because yeah, basically yeah. it's already there. You're, you're good. <laughs> Yikes. All right. That handily brings us to our next break where we have some more Jonathan Colton. In fact, we have Barry Von Awesome's theme song queued up here touch me in a bad place no no no. you touch me like you know me oh okay no this is skull crusher mountain nice ah. so we shall return for the news segment where we will actually talk about why we're playing so much joko today because <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> you are listening to casually hardcore live on alphageekradio.com with live simulcast on versus the world radio and rivalcast radio we shall return right after this Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com. Researched Chaos. Casually Hardcore continues live at alphageekradio.com. And you know what we got here? We got ourselves a sponsored segment. We do. And it goes... you have it up? Uh, no, because Google locked me out. <laughs> I had to put my... Okay, so now I, I have it up. Here we go. And it goes so, something like this. And it goes something like this. So Research Chaos segment is sponsored by Agrisaw, who... Oh, SW. Sorry. Agrius SW. <laughs> Gosh, it's not like he hasn't been calling in for years. (laughs) Who, as of today, has been the paladin of his lovely girlfriend, Ambrosia Hartnett, for three years. Happy anniversary, my loving girlfriend. May we share many more in the years to come. Read by Daxa. The option was Daxa or Gnome. We think that that was the better choice because I was charged with picking a random drop-in to go with it. So, uh, here you go. All right! Uh, who ordered up an extra-large can of whoop-ass? <laughs> it would have been read better if Daxa was actually... I had it up, and then Google decided to kick me out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't kid yourself there. You're a bit of a pussy. No offense. Absolutely not. Uh-huh. <laughs> but sorry I butchered that a little bit. Um, but yeah. Watchy had to play the fire. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Three years. Tree. 
And if you're joining us on the Google Hangout video wall, Mm -hmm. which you should be, you can see them in all their glory. Oh, so cute. Agri SSW and Ambrosia Hartnett. Yeah. All gussied up, too. Agris has grown. I remember we met him like forever ago. Well, we've all grown. It's called linear time. Yes, but he's grown more, I think. I mean, up. once you get to a certain age, you don't change as much. He cleans up pretty good. It's the whole necktie yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the Peruvian neck viper. <laughs> I've managed to purge the infestation from my house. Mm. So the reason we have been playing all these Joko songs. Oh, hell yeah. Is... Uh, Another reason that we're gonna, I'm going to be losing some more money to Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was told I need forty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> some things must be supported. Some things must be supported. Yes. And this is one of them. Go for it, since you love Joko so much. It is a project between Jonathan Colton and a friend of his, uh, actually from his college days, who is a comic book artist, and they've decided to get together and create. Code Monkey Save World. Yes. So it's now Code Monkey Like Fritos, Code Monkey Save Same World. Same world. And Greg Pack and John LeColton are partnering up to kickstart a series of comic books based on characters from Jonathan Colton's songs. Yeah. Which is so, awesome. Including Code, Code monkey, monkey, who is a real monkey <laughs> that codes. Yes. Um, the boss... Uh, of Skullcrusher Mountain. Right. Um, they've also created uh, Evil Robot Queen. I'm not sure which, which she's, she's from. She's actually who Skullcrusher, the boss from Skullcrusher Mountain, is in love with. Ah, I see. So uh. that's that's his love interest. And then the girl next to Matilda. Code Monkey, Matilda, is, is the Code girl. Monkey's love interest, the one yes. who he brings the soda to. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, and it's uh, based, I guess, on a group of villains, so it's a super villain yeah. conglomerate. Right. So, yeah. It, and uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's... It looks pretty awesome. And the artist who... Uh, Greg Pak is a really good comic writer. He's, Takeshi. His... his the, the style of that yeah. is right in my happy zone. I, I like that particular style of art oh. very much. So I couldn't ask for more. Um, just bring it to me. I want yeah. now. Make it, it happen. Yeah, it sounds really neat. Um, so we've got... Right now, they have 23 days to go. They want to get 39000 and they're at 123 at the moment. <laughs> I think they made <laughs> the goal. I think they made their goal so far. Cha-ching. But, I mean, they have a minimum pledge of $3 where you get a couple of stickers, which is cute. Um, then they have, you know, the one that I was thinking, the $40 one is interesting because not only do you get a... You get basically a signed hard copy plus the digital books. And, uh. Yeah, the, the initial release is all going to be digital. And then at the end of this first round, they'll be released as a basically trade trade edition. Right. In, in hard copy. And that's actually $35 for those in the U.S. and 44 um, But the, the beauty Canada. of this thing that I love about this is the genesis of the idea. Oh, yeah. Was a tweet. Yeah. It was a tweet, yes. It was just Greg Pack saying. Occurs to me that you could field a pretty awesome supervillain team with characters from Jonathan Colton songs. Yes. Fast forward three months, and here we are. Yeah. Well, and Jonathan well, Colton response. responds with, do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Kat, do it. Do it. And the response to that was, I just might. Yeah. <laughs> and off they went. So it's yeah. crazy and awesome and leverages all the, the tight communication and instant 
interaction that we have in this day and age to make something for a smallish audience, mm-hmm. but it's like that TED Talk that I like so much from this mm-hmm. one, which was basically oh, yeah. the artist finding her audience and connecting with the just the people she wanted to connect with mm-hmm. that you know the current established record labels or you know, media access control people couldn't be bothered with. So, oh, you merely sold 25,000 albums. Right. 25,000 albums, when she cuts those assholes out of the picture, is more than enough for her to survive and thrive on and continue to create exactly what those 25,000 people want. Yeah. And this is another example of that. We have found each other. You are making mm-hmm. something we want. Here is our money. Nobody came between us except for Kickstarter taking their little cut to keep Kickstarter going and profit. Yep. Without the big question mark in step two. Step one, make awesome thing. Step, step two, two, profit. profit. Yeah. Yeah. More of this. I want more of this. No, it's it's great. I At some point in time, though, because we kind of had this conversation last year at Penny Arcade. It is going to go horribly wrong at some point. Not the horribly wrong. I just really want to get more into how much is Kickstarter actually making off of these? Because oh, yeah. probably bank. Yeah. I don't think it's like just to keep it going. There's times where you're like, man, that project raised like $4 million. And they got And me. Kickstarter gets like 3%, I think. Wow, that's you have I mean, a few I mean, of those. You, you think of it, you know, small percentage on the the vast you know number of small Kickstarters. Sure, but even economies of scale, great. Yeah. You get three percent of you know twenty five thousand Kickstarters, right, you know, right. Small dollar amounts. That's still yeah healthy. And you're just you know, and you're you're facilitating. You're facilitating a but site. But they're folks. they're doing an important thing. Which oh, it's is, it's it's great. I'm not saying they don't deserve it. I'm just curious. No, as I, how I, much I, I credit them <laughs> with great idea. Yeah. But they do the very important thing of only taking the money when the goal is met. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. being the gatekeeper and managing all the different ways that the funds can come in and holding them together and make sure they get to the right person. Right. And so far, they haven't shown themselves to be evil like PayPal has. Right. There's no shortage of horror stories. If you just look back to when Minecraft mm-hmm. took off and PayPal said, yeah, we're keeping that money. <laughs> Sent the guns because we think maybe you might be doing something illegal. Right, right. Well, we can demonstrate. We think you might be doing something illegal. We can show you clearly. We just have a popular. We think you might be doing something illegal. Mm-hmm. So we're just gonna sit on that money for two, three, six months, and maybe we'll invest it and make some money off of it. But eh, you'll get it when we say you're gonna get yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully. We don't have a Kickstarter moment like that where they say, hmm, we, uh, someone has contacted us and makes us think we're going to not give you your money just yet. Yeah. So, so far, I've heard no horror stories, no news reports. It's basically been turnkey, doesn't meet goal, no harm, no foul. Right. Meets goal, people are charged, and then the person either delivers or they don't but as far as kickstarter screwing around with people's money yeah, that I mean, doesn't appear to have been nope. an issue and i'm assuming whoever has whoever is doing a kickstarter like let's say if it's kickstarter takes what four percent then fine they, i'm sure they add that to okay we need a minimum of this plus the four percent for kickstarter this is our goal well, yeah we saw that with oh. like shadow run returns where they basically well i mean they i'm sure are factoring it into what they're 
their goal is. Their goal is, is. exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So I don't think it would leave them in the lurch to pay whatever it is they no. pay to Kickstarter. But, yeah. I yeah, mean, they're, they're making the point in the blackboard that Amazon is part of the Kickstarter mechanism. Right. Because they, the, they use the Amazon checkout system yeah. for that. And they, so they get a cut of that as well. Yeah. So, but they also have the huge infrastructure for handling these volumes of transactions. So good on them. Yeah. And missing, yes, uh, Creepy Doll would appear to be involved just because yes. it, it's pictured in Creepy the Creepy Doll montage. is one of the villains, yes. yes. And so is it that guy, one of the guys that's pictured there is a curler. Yes. Yes. So there's All you've got to do is curl. Yes. So there's, <laughs> a a, there's quite a few villains in there. It's pretty mm-hmm, neat. Right. And most of the, actually, the higher end uh, pledges have been taken. The only one, the $10,000 pledge is still available. And the $3,000 pledge is still available. But like the $500 ones are all gone, gone. Yeah. and some of those 500 300 all those are gone and those some of those had like jonathan colton leaving a voicemail you know an awkward doing, voicemail doing your greeting for doing you doing your greeting for you things like that all gone I, all I mean you gotta remember like jonathan colton gets people to all go on a cruise yeah i, know. <laughs> <laughs> True. I was within millimeters of doing that <laughs> right here if my life had been just in a slightly different place, I would have been there, and I'm shooting for next year. Yeah, but I mean that's it, that's the kind of pull he already has. Right? Yeah, that I mean that's because that's no small undertaking Mm-mm. to go on a cruise. And granted, it's not just Jonathan Colton; there are right. others, but still, it's called the Joko Cruise. Cruise, crazy, right? Yeah, I mean it's he's the flagship on that. So they he both, definitely has the supporters out there. That Kickstarter just seeing you put his name on a Kickstarter, it seems natural that. Well, they you won't read the article, an and it was, the article is from before the Kickstarter had kicked, uh-huh. and it said, "If this funds in parentheses, yeah, like this is not gonna fund people." Yeah, in parentheses, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it turned out to be absolutely true because they wanted forty thousand, and they were at one hundred and twenty-three, and right. still going at this point. And so. yeah, twenty-three days still left. Yeah, My guess will be, time. and they're getting Dax's money pretty soon too. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And there's good chance this they thing could crest. They'll be getting Nomise's money as well. Half a mil, you know, even more. Who knows? Well, that's how we get to vote with our wallets more right. directly. Right. Well, it depends, and also we'll have to see if they start doing things that a lot of the, the Kickstarters that get funded fast do. They start saying, stretch well, goal, stretch, goal, stretch, stretch goal, goal, stretch goal here, yeah. stretch goal there. No, I mean, like I said, it's. We, I think we talked about it last week that this really has become my new pre-order mechanism yeah, is Kickstarter. Absolutely. Not so much looking at a game that's already been announced coming now. It's more like, let's see what's on Kickstarter. That looks cool as shit. I want it. Give Bang. Me. Yep. I will help you make it. I will give you, you know, X amount of money to make it happen and get cool stuff that is actually interesting to me, whereas a lot of times where you get a collector's edition, you're like, okay, there's one thing in there that sounds right. cool. Everything else, it's like I could take it or leave it. Right. So yeah. I think it's a lot. I, I find the rewards you get for spending the type of money you would spend on a collector's edition on Kickstarter is a lot more value. You get more of the things you want. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, they single-handedly revive the point-and-click adventure. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's just one of their early victories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you looking at there, Daxa? Uh, oh, I'm looking at this whole Bitcoin thing. Ah, uh, Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin. so Great experiment. Yeah. Yeah, so buy cupcakes with Bitcoins. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, Bitcoin is a new currency <laughs> currency designed as cash-like digital currency on the internet. Um, like, intended to be, but it's uh, an interesting creature. It's intended to be. So basically... Everybody knows that when you pay, that's why a lot of places will say cash only. And remember when gas is price, gas prices were going really high. A lot of, a lot of uh, gas stations would have a little sign outside that said, "If you're paying with a credit card, mm-hmm. you we're going yeah. to charge you." It's this, like an extra this, ten, ten cents. Yeah, so. we're going to charge you what the credit card company is charging, charging us. To take exactly. Your card. So um, this basically, I guess it's a it's a flat one percent. 
that they take. Mm-hmm. But if you watch the video, it's actually really neat. So the cupcake place that, that uses this mm-hmm. um, is called well, they're, they're, Cups and Cakes. Yeah, they're, they're one of a growing number yeah. of retailers that are actually accepting Bitcoin as a valid currency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or at least willing to give it a shot. Yeah. And it's actually... It's a really neat thing. So they have uh, they have an iPad as a register, which mm-hmm. a lot of places have now. I know Nordstrom has iPads now as registers. So they have an iPad as a register. They go in and they ring it up, and it brings up one of those Q um, QR codes, QR codes squares. And then with your iPhone, you go ahead and snap that's it. your snap it, and it sends the money over, and then they confirm it, and then you get your cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Just fabulous. <laughs> Anything that can get me the cupcakes. <laughs> just get me the cupcakes. Especially since I've been craving cupcakes. Well, I mean, Bitcoin's an interesting critter because yeah. it's mm-hmm. an artificially created currency. Right. The way they release Bitcoins is on a regular schedule. They release an encrypted file. And then there's a race. And whoever decrypts it first gets those Bitcoins, which can be translated into real currency. Mm-hmm. So you see pictures on the internet of people who have built these hacking arrays to do nothing but do the math to be the first to bust the Bitcoin file when it is released. So that way they have an artificially restricted supply of Bitcoins. Uh-huh. And, but they have no basis in real value. Sure. They're simply created from nothing, released in a restricted supply, and the creators of it are just hoping that it will be honored and treated as a real currency. Yeah. It crashed over the recent weeks. And people who had actually put, like, savings into Bitcoin. Not a good idea. Didn't, it hasn't gone well. Yeah. So. Well, it's, it's, it's a currency. I mean. Well, it's a currency, but it's not a traditional. It's not a currency right, but based I mean, on, a company, but, on a country's economy. But current, which you could almost argue is a, uh, most, in, in, the, in the ether right. type basis anyway. But at some point in that chain, somebody in that country built something or made something or grew something. So Maybe way back when, but like, well, like even, the U.S. economy, the dollar yeah. is supposedly based on the gold standard. But no, that we, went off, we, true, went off, we went off the yeah. gold standard ages. I mean, exactly. we're, our dollar is based on things that you – it's really – I mean, it's obviously la, the last banking crisis can show you. We have no idea really how right. – we just know stuff's connected and big companies are out there. And if they fail, we got big problems. Right. So, I mean, that's all we know. But, so, even, but even to an even greater extent, Bitcoin oh yeah, is, is I think not it's more volatile. Way, it's, it's way more volatile. And it, but I mean, it's the same way that they're able to put uh, uh, real world money values on things like MMO currency. Yes, exactly. Right. The fact that they're able to Supply translate uh, what is it? Eve Online's uh, ISPs, I think they're ISK. called ISK, ISK uh, into money. And like I was reading an article in the latest Game Informer about what the huge battle that they had about a month ago, uh-huh. and the guy who, who actually kind of accidentally initiated, like he kind of went through what Whoops. all happened. <laughs> he lost uh, a super carrier, and he's like, "Yeah, that was like you know valued about two thousand dollars in real world yeah. currency." So I mean, it's. There's a precedence for it, but yeah, I would not dump my savings into Bitcoin. Exactly. Now, having like 50 bucks in my Bitcoin account to not pay for problem. things that maybe would be cheaper if than me using my credit or debit card, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not a bad idea. Now, what I was saying to you earlier mm-hmm. about J.J. Abrams' reputation for a certain photographic style. Oh, yeah. And you know, J.J. Abrams is attached to the new Star Wars film. Right. Yes. So they've put the Star Wars logo in this article, and look what they've done to it. Flares. <laughs> From Slash Film. Searing your eyes. <laughs> the Star Wars logo with 
blinding lens flares oh. on it. Then again. Nice one, guys. That's Very awesome. subtle. <laughs> but Disney says new Star Wars films will open every summer. Yeah. And they don't say when they're going to end. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> Starting in 2015. Every summer. Yeah. So, and it goes on to say that the plan is, is they're going to do episode, then like offshoot the next year, right. then another episode, episode then offshoot. offshoot. So my guess is at least six, because you figured they're going to at least do three, three episodes, episodes. Right. since that's the, the kind of standard for Star Wars is they come in trilogies. Three and three and three. And then with, within that trilogy, you'd have the opportunity to do three side, two or three side adventures. When we get to Chewbacca Goes Hawaiian, <laughs> shoot me. Chewbacca Goes Hawaiian? Yep. Oh, my God. Why would we have Chewbacca go to Hawaii? <laughs> it's just the bad sequel. Oh. Got it. Uh, <laughs> her, like, her, what? It was Herbie Goes Hawaiian. It was, oh, okay. I'm like, where, where's the reference here? What are we talking about? Okay, okay so I have to stop you because... Chewbacca, um, what's the... Electric Boogaloo. Che- yeah, oh, che- okay, Chewbacca 2. Yeah, electric, electric Boogaloo. boogaloo. <laughs> okay. Then just drill me between my eyes. Okay. Yeah. I have to I have to say that <laughs> this last week when we were watching Archer, it's the best Chewbacca reference I've ever heard. Oh Wherever, yeah! The guy's name was like something that sounded like Bubaka or something, and she Chewbacca. goes, and she, uh, Mallory says yeah. something like, "Is that the bear from Star Wars?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the bear from Star Wars. It's so funny. No, mother, that's Chewbacca. Oh, that's awesome. That was great. But anyway, um, huh. so yeah, I mean, we're gonna get a lot of Star Wars, of Star Wars. maybe. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I mean, obviously, if they're good, then that's great. But mm-hmm. it might there there is the danger of oversaturation of Star Wars yeah, when it's coming out every year. But they definitely well, have the target set for next summer: Avengers two, new Star, new Star Wars, Wars episode seven. You basically Disney, Disney owns your Disney, wallet. Disney wins. I mean, exactly. <laughs> that's it. It's over. They win. You have a su- successful franchise. We shall buy you. Yeah, exactly. So Ridiculous. now that's going to be one of those. So next year is going to be a huge year for movies, especially when they both come out. Well, there'll be another installation of The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. There'll be the third installation at that point. Yeah. So the conclusion of The Hobbit. Conclusion. There'll be the first non Lucas involved Star, Star Wars, Wars since Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but J.J. Abrams, let's work! <laughs> is that the Death Star exploding? Nope, nope. That's just a, an artistic choice. Okay. <laughs> You guys are all wearing 3D glasses? Nope, sunglasses. Uh, the lightsaber will have lens for I know, right? Ding, <laughs> ding. a little tip of it. Ding. When they smile. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> dirty mouths get clean. Exactly. Dirty, dirty mouths. <laughs> one yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> all right. So, there you go. That's what you have to look for next summer. Be afraid. Oh, uh, what else do we have? Buys cupcake. Oh, okay. So this is a weird one. I almost got mad at this article. So yeah. this is uh, this is actually from Times Magazine. American families increasingly letting kids make buying decisions. Not this family. Well, it goes on to detail. Basically, they're finding such shocking information as parents in general tend to let kids in make the decision on what to eat for breakfast. 
they sometimes let them make the decision on what to eat for lunch and almost never let them make the decision on what to eat for dinner. And so marketers are looking at that, and hence why you see 5 million cereal commercials yeah. for Tricks and Fruity Pebbles and all the other sugary cereals because they know the parents will be like, what do you want for breakfast? Here you go. Have, have your box of cereal. Daddy's hungover. What do you want yeah. for breakfast? Whereas dinner, you don't ever see really kid-focused dinner commercials as right. much unless it's like a fast food place because, in general, the parents are coming home like, I'm making this to dinner. You're going to eat it, and you're going to sit there until you shovel it down your pie hole. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. I know, seriously, right? <laughs> Jeez. Shut your hole, kid. But it goes on to say that things, they're not only making food choices that kids are dictating or at least voting on. Decision-making within families today is almost entirely collaborative. As kids become more influential, they're impacting purchasing decisions. One of the things they're helping them pick, it goes to pick clothes and stuff like that, but they're also helping them pick like the family car, or at least they ask for input on it. Which, again, it strikes me as like if you're dragged the damn the kid to the car dealership while you're buying a car, number one, you're an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Number two. Add extra pressure but, to that visit. But you do start to say like the place where I got my last car, they actually had a full jungle gym thing in there. So mm-hmm. you do try to entertain the kids while Absolutely. you're doing it. So, I mean, asking them like, well, what do you think of the car? I can't imagine if I was going to buy a car and my kid said, no, I no, hate it. No, I hate it. I'm buy like, this one. Nah, you're right, son. I'm going to change you know, my entire person. No. 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 It's just more to just to get an idea or at least engage them. I Daddy, don't... get the Shelby Mustang with the Go Faster Stripes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> when the one that goes fast. Okay, uh, son. Yeah. So, honey, I just don't see that as being... said he wanted the Shelby. Yeah. I don't see that as being realistic. Like, really, you're asking Well, instead your... of acting like a nation of nine-year-olds, we're becoming a nation right, run by right. nine-year-olds. Yeah. But I'm not bitter. I mean, I can understand. Like I said, I can understand taking your kids so you engage them, plus you teach them how to purchase a car, you know, what you have to go through, and kind of a life lesson Honey, type thing. This man's going to lie to us now. Exactly. But not, not really a, a, like, you pick the car we're going to buy, yeah. sweetie. You could maybe it. have some input yeah. on the color. Exactly. I mean, do you prefer red? Or blue. Right, right. Blue, we're getting the white. Yeah. <laughs> now you know how the world works. <laughs> and there's no Santa. I know. <laughs> Be used to disappointments. Right, exactly. <laughs> used to disappointment. Uh, well, spoiler alert, kids. Uh, there is no Santa. <laughs> yeah, sorry for, <laughs> sorry for ruining that. Yeah, see, I gotta, that's got to be an, a, a, an appropriate drop-in for this one. Um... Maybe it wasn't me this time. I swear. No, mm-hmm. not so much. No, and it goes on to say how kids now, like six to twelve, want things like a full-sized iPad, and many of them want also iPad Mini. Yeah, so... baby, yeah. So their taste is definitely getting more adult as they're included more in the decision-making process, which is also why you see five bajillion free-to-play apps on the uh, iPad, hoping that the kids will like to push the little fish around and get, you know, then buy the in-game currency and make moolah. Exactly. And their parents go, what is this bill? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I, I, can, I can report that Nemesis has very expensive tastes. Yeah. Because he's... Seen the high tech devices that mommy and daddy have worked their entire lives to be able to afford, <laughs> and now he thinks that that's just normal. Well, it's like our my uh, um, 
nephew. Oh, our nephew, yes. He has a uh, phone. It's like a, it's like a Nexus. Yeah. Uh, Nexus 4? It's yes. either a Nexus 4 or it's like a Galaxy 3. I waited a long it's like time that. to get my damn. It's, a, it's a megaphone. And I'm like, what does he need this phone for? He has four contacts. <laughs> <laughs> his mom, his grandma, his Me. aunt, and his, his cousin. Like, yeah. that's it. That's the only people this, like, you know, what is he, eight? Seven or eight year old talks to, and you gave him like a two hundred plus dollar phone, and he's sitting in the corner going, <laughs> exactly. yes. "I am a god." Well, I mean, we're not one to. I mean, Aridan has an iPhone, albeit he's older, but he's always gotten. When I get the new phone, he gets. He gets hand me down. He gets a hand, hand me down. This is brand new. He gets hand me down. Right. So my nephew has a better phone than his mom. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Right. Ridiculous. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> so, there you go. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Well, maybe the drunk part, but... Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You call me fat? <laughs> I mean, the drunk part is a way to go through life. Right. I am very disappointed! Flamethrower. Um, Flamethrower. My favorite. So anyway, yeah, that's so it. It obviously does impact certain families, but definitely doesn't impact yeah. ours. So I mean, <laughs> Nemesis owns a Nook tablet that he has tightly controlled access to, um, but mainly because being special needs, it is a a learning tool that he enjoys, and there aren't a ton of those that we can get him to buy into. So that was not a hard decision for us to, to have that be almost the entirety of his Christmas one year. Like, mm-hmm. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. We'll get some apps for that, and we'll only turn the internet on when we're standing here. Right. Because we know what's out there. <laughs> exactly. I don't want you stumbling across things that will make you answer, ask questions about what's that man doing to that lady? <laughs> or what's that man doing to that They're man? They're wrestling, yeah. sweetie. What's that horse doing? <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, what does spooge mean? Exactly. God. I wanted to see the show with the donkey in it. What? (laughs) Oh, goodness. We forgot. It's time. Well, it's time for the break. We also forgot to give credit to our research team. Oh, we did. Oh, yeah. So our all-volunteer research team, to whom we are ever indebted, the title of the thread this week was... May the odds be ever in your favor edition. Because, mm. I guess, catching fire is coming. I don't know. Barry was trying. He even, he said, like, this is pretty thin reference. So, I don't know. It had something to do with the date. He can maybe explain it. I was like, uh, all right, that's the title. <laughs> okay. I think it's uh, today is reaping in that universe. Is it? I'm assuming. I don't, I don't remember. Know. I read that so long ago. Yeah. I can't even. They released the first <laughs> early trailer for Catching Fire. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, okay. Like, oh, look, it looks exactly like the first one. And well, because you know, it, it kind basically of is. is. I second. mean, the story's different, but yeah. it's basically yeah. the same. It's the same, universe. It's the same yeah. thought, though. That it's the same thought. Back in the arena. Back in the arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't show a whole lot of arena action. It was more. Yeah. Their what their lives have become as becoming the mouthpiece. Well, that's a big piece of the at least the oh, beginning the of the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the victors. The yes, and there's, and there's yes. a great quote in there from I can't, the actor they got to play President Snow. He's perfect. In the oh world. yeah, um, um, the guy from Scanners. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn it. 
Yeah, he is. I mean, you you know him when you see yeah. him. He's he's all the character draft. Yeah, he was all over the damn place. But he's great in this role. Yeah. He, he is the cold and calculating. President Snow. President Snow. And need talks about needing to eliminate their species or their breed. Mm-hmm. I mean, people from the um, districts? No. Victors. Yeah. Yes. Because like, he ah. <laughs> But contributors this week include the Barry Von Awesome, Aid, he of the sexy, sexy foreign voice, mm-hmm. Mac Bit, not to be confused with Mac Butt, Deus Ex, ah, I get to say it this week, Aww. Boba Fetish. And she what made Alpha Squeak Rodeo our proud mascot, Pusar. Alpha Squeak. Alpha Squeak. Squeak. Yep. I like that. Full name, Alpha Squeak Rodeo. But yeah. We'll, we'll call her Squeak for short. Squeak. Squeak, squeaker, squeak, squeak. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Did you take my acorn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you owe me a new acorn. <laughs> Patrick Warburton, we love you. Oh, yeah. He's so good. <laughs> All right, we have Mandelbrot set from the aforementioned Jonathan Colton queued up for you guys. When we return, your calls and emails. We want to hear what hot, cool, new summer movies and or television projects have lit your fire. We shall return right after this. Okay. Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants Studios, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinions. Casually Hardcore continues live on alphageekradio.com. Nerds with opinions. We got a nerd on the line. What's the nerd have to say? Oh, did you mean me? Or? Yeah, I meant you, well, yeah. bearded nerd. Ugh. Name calling so low. Uh, yeah, the calling topic movies I'm excited for this summer. I, I got overexcited. I made a list. I went all the way Shocking. I couldn't help myself. There's a lot of stuff coming out this summer that's going to be amazing. Amazing. Fabulous. Um, I obviously have all the big comic book movies on there. Uh, May 3rd is Iron Man. You know, May 15th is Star Trek. Um, Man of Steel, June 14th. Uh, Wolverine, July 26th. Uh, the Sin City movie comes out in October, the second Sin City movie. That's going to be awesome. Oh, Sin cool. City, not Sim City, ladies and gentlemen. S-I-N City. Sin City, a dame to kill for. But some of the movies that I think are going to be really good this summer that might not be your big summer blockbuster things. Yes. Or though they could be. Uh, the Great Gatsby, the Baz Luhrmann Great Gatsby is finally coming out in May. They yeah. pushed oh, yeah. that back. They've yep. been pushing that like mad. Yeah, well, they, they it was supposed to come out last Christmas, and they moved it back to this summer. It's we should have seen this movie already. I'm having a hard time, you know, DiCaprio on one hand, but we've already got Redford. Okay, yeah, that it's was a good movie. Kind of been done. Yeah. Well, speaking what of dramatic remakes. new angle can you take on The Great Gatsby? It's a pretty straightforward story. Yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah. I have at least three other remakes on my list here that were already made really good versions of. So what else? Yeah. What else in the, in the land of remake? Is uh, October eleventh, Old Boy. If you've seen the Japanese original, Spike Lee is remaking that movie. That movie is screwed up. I know. And I you everyone should go and see the Japanese version, or it's so good. Which one? Old Boy. Old Boy. Yeah. I haven't heard of that. Be glad. I think it's on Netflix. Okay. 
It's a uh, messed up movie, but it's it's, it's a from like messed up movie. You you yeah. think Sixth Sense had a twist? Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, apparently we, Americans don't know how to do revenge flicks. Oh yeah, Japanese. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah, it would make a really good Wolverine movie actually if they just took the right. script from Old Boy and put Wolverine in it instead. It would pretty much be the same movie. Yeah, they could deal with the. They wouldn't have to deal with the aging thing. Um, nope. And speaking of, is the Wolverine on your list there? Oh yes, yeah, of course. Twenty-six. I mentioned it already. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Kick-Ass Two, August sixteenth. Yeah. That's yeah. another oh, comic yes. movie. That's I'm awesome. excited for Kick-Ass. Chloe, yeah, that's Chloe. Chloe. I'm sorry. What? Back to remakes. October eighteenth, the remake of Carrie comes out. Yeah, I could care. Yeah, less. I could care less about that one. I think the original was fine. Yeah. I don't think you needed. Uh, well, yeah, it was, but they're gonna. It's the same chick from gonna, uh, Kick-Ass Two, though. It's yeah, gonna be you know matter. CGI I mean, blood that gets dumped on blood. It. <laughs> Daddy, it's gonna be pretty crazy. Yeah. That's funny, Carrie. Favorite remake on this entire list that I think is kind of going under the radar. June seventh is the set release date for Joss Whedon's Much Ado About Nothing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, Which... that's gonna be so good. And this is the movie he shot on weekends on his own time yeah. at his house. While making the Avengers with his friends, he he shot a Shakespeare movie. Yep, it's now, gonna I be loved, awesome. I cannot wait to see. This. I love the Kenneth Branagh "Much Ado About Nothing." I think it's made Shakespeare the most accessible of anything for our generation that I've ever seen. If you haven't seen that one, yes. go see it because it's freaking hilarious and awesome, and and illustrates to people again what's the big deal about Shakespeare? Is it boom? Here's the big deal about Shakespeare. Yeah, at least on the comedic side. Tragic side's a little harder to get your head around sometimes, but... Um, well, but I mean, it's basically Josh Whedon taking his normal crew of Oh, it's, it's of all the familiar faces. And just throwing them uh, in a movie, so... I mean, yeah. I mean, but I've seen... But with Shakespeare, we've on one hand, we have you know Kenneth Branagh doing Much Ado. Right. On the other hand, we have things like Romeo plus Juliet. Shh. Which, if you've ever seen... Wait, is that the DiCaprio one you're talking about? Uh, or? Yes. Yeah, DiCaprio was a part of that one earlier. Yeah. I like that one. That was I, the modern take on yeah. it? I thought that worked pretty I well. I like that one a lot. See, I... Were they... Brought it into modern times? Yeah. Did not change the dialogue one iota. I know! That totally did not work for me. Way right. cool. I love Nobody it. today <laughs> speaks like that. I couldn't reconcile people walking... You know, man grabbing his gun and they had to put a little sign on the gun and naming it the long sword so him talking about going for <laughs> his long sword right. made sense like no that's dumb <laughs> no it's well, not what shakespeare's about that's my problem with just about any musical that i watch because it no why one, are you singing? nobody breaks out into song in real life so, in this country you know even they in, do in my life <laughs> No, no people do not <laughs> break out into song yeah. in your real life. But, okay. I mean, I thought it was really neat. I liked the fact that they did that. I thought that was interesting. Plus, it wasn't like a re- – it was kind of an ap- apocalyptic world, too. It wasn't like totally real, 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 real. real world. I just – I – they didn't sell it to me. Are you talking – wait, did she just say that Romeo and Juliet was, Juliet was set in a post-apocalyptic world? Romeo and Juliet. The proper title was Romeo plus Juliet. Just to make it that it wasn't a post-apocalyptic world. That was no. Miami. That yeah. was Miami. Yeah, but it's it very, was. Uh... No, that's how Miami actually is. No. That's what Miami's really like. Just more pastel. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just a lot more pastel. Pastels. Uh, okay, we snuck some other people on the call here, so whoever speaks first gets to go. True. <laughs> True wins. 
Okay, hi guys. Hey. Hi. And well, what... as far as breaking a song, remember he does work for the postal service. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he had permanent Dane bramage. <laughs> okay. Uh, as far as movies, I agree with him for, with Barry for a lot of me. Iron Man and Wolverine are definitely on my list. Iron Man with the non-Oriental Mandarin. Yay. <laughs> oh, whatever. He, he played Gandhi. He can and, play uh, of course we've got, he is uh, Indian. Of we've Indian got descent. two different... I'm sorry. Go we've got two different Disney Pixar movies coming out this summer. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely want to see Monsters University. Yes. What's the other Pixar one up for bids? Planes. See, they barely advertise that at all. Nah, I haven't heard of it. I know it's it's basically in the Cars universe, but planes. Brilliant. Yes. And we, Brilliant. And we, <laughs> <laughs> they have, My enthusiasm <laughs> bubbles over. <laughs> I didn't like cars, so and I made it a point not to. Maybe even there's see a reason why they're, too, why they're not so. advertising the whole yeah. time. Yep, and then there's this course we have Despicable Me 2 coming out, which yes. should be entertaining. Oh, yeah. See, I like Despicable Me. I really Me. liked Just Despicable Just because the Me. minions are the best thing yes. ever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <I love laughs> and, and one movie that's actually not a sequel that looks absolutely entertaining, R.I.P.D. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Do tell. I uh, think it might be Men in Black meets Ghostbusters meets Dead Like Me. Okay. So, it's like, Men in Black bizarre. from the other side? Uh, yeah, Men in Black from Men in Black from the other side, hunting down ghosts, and they have the whole, you don't look like you, you look like, apparently the old cowboy looks like a hot model, and the old detective looks like an old, looks like a Chinese man. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> it's definitely going to be one of those movies. Mm-hmm. My brain hurts. Nothing. Huh. What, where? I hear people You're getting back. Oh, That's no. what happens when you put multiple calls on the exactly. call. That's why you do one at a time. Sheesh. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Was that your whole list there? Well, that's that's about all I can think of off the top. That's definitely the must see. I mean, there's so much stuff coming out this summer. It's not even funny, but it's like. Yeah, well, it's more what's, like, what okay, has... I'll catch you on Netflix later. Yeah, <laughs> right. Some of these don't have a choice. I'll just. We'll never get to the theater in time and. <laughs> Calling you guys for babysitting. Please let me go see a movie. No, we're going to see a movie. No God way. damn you! <laughs> nope. <laughs> our kids grown. <laughs> you need to find a cryogenic storage facility for the Nimitai. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Brilliant. Yeah. Let me hit the internet. They they certainly have totally reliable sources for those. Right? I'm sure. They send you like a what could possibly <laughs> styrofoam <go>? cooler. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That'd be uh, four thousand dollars. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Especially. Oh, that'd be worth it. <laughs> yeah. Oi, upon ve. All right, true. Thanks for calling in. We will catch you on the flip side. No problem. And who were our giggling and snuggling uh, callers on the third line here? This is Ambrosia Hartness. Hello. A shout out for my loving boyfriend. <laughs> shout out, so given. That's different. Nice. <laughs> Turning it on its head the way God intended. <laughs> so. As for the Colin topic, I'd have to say season three of Teen Wolf. Really? Oh. Yeah. Go and move. Go I've been peripherally it. aware of that just because you know Teen Wolf was part of my developmental years. But is it really the edgy reimagining that they've been trying to sell it to be? Is is it that good? Uh, seasons one and two were pretty good. Definitely a little more edgy than the previous versions. And 
course, it's more modernized, so a lot funnier in some areas. Hmm. Well, I mean, the feel, the vibe I got, not having watched it in any depth, was it was it was following the. Oh, what's the one you guys love? The British and the American version. Being oh, human. human. Being human. Yeah, idea it is following somewhat similarly. Of what what would you really do have in, to do in to, these circumstances? To live with. Hmm. hmm. Okay. Interesting. But with the whole, they always picture you know ripping his mus- <laughs> shirt off his muscular frame as their as their movie as their show poster. Oh. Oh, ripped teen who happens to be a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf with a heart of gold. <laughs> They've done that. I think they called it Angel. But anyway. Uh. <laughs> he wasn't as ripped. <laughs> yes, he was at that time. <laughs> he just didn't play off that a whole lot. But yeah, he, uh. a few times they, got him, they gave him uh-huh. something. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. These days on Bones, he's starting to sag a little bit. Well, you know, he's uh, a little older. Yeah. A little older. Just like Spike, too. Spike better. was pretty ripped. Spike was very ripped. And he had and the he heart of gold is. thing going at the end, too. Yeah, they, so. they, they, they replaced yeah. him. Heart of bronze <laughs> <laughs> copper he sacrificed himself polished yes but no he, he definitely i mean we saw him what two years two ago, years ago at phoenix comic con he mm-hmm. was two or three yeah. had maintained he's the rippet oh yeah yeah he's very hot you saw him in, in torchwood him and him and him and him yeah and going Barrowman. at it that yeah. was pretty cool too <laughs> uh, so, still got it okay <laughs> i'm sorry is that my loud voice <sighs> Women, two very hot men. Women, yes. women dig it. Except I didn't like his hair there. No, they did wacky things. Yeah, with it. but you were you were so used to seeing him yeah. with the much too much product. Yeah. spike. Yeah. Absolutely. Actually, like let his hair out a little bit on torture. Yeah. Who is that guy? Right. Yeah. Brill cream. Oh, it's Spike. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I digress. Ah, well, thank you for calling in, and we will catch you for the sh- the the traditional shout out. Uh, next week. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, yep. indeed. Shout out to my loving girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> we thought you might be lurking back there. <laughs> lurking I was. And, and my two cents movie I'm looking forward to is Iron Man 3. Okay. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. One of the big ones. Coming soon. Epic. Yeah. Well, and I think they're, they're trying to, to say, we're very sorry for Iron Man 2. Um, here's the movie we would like to have delivered last time. Yeah. Because, yeah, Iron Man 2 wasn't that great. It, was, it has its good it moments. Was, it has moments. I think uh, there was a lot. What annoys me about it is there was wasted potential there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mickey Rourke had a potential to be a really yes. fun villain. Right. And yeah. they, they gave him some scenery to chew on at certain points. But just it's like swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. just didn't work. His, his costume design for me just didn't work. Yeah, his costume <laughs> design was a little weird, too, yeah. Yeah, it's like that's not whiplash. That's, yeah, no, and it just doesn't make sense. Like that's way too much skin exposed yeah. to a armored opponent. Armored opponent with a billion different ways to shoot you. Right. It, just, it <laughs> reminds yeah, exactly. me of that. It reminds me of that video that we were talking about uh, with the um, the innkeep where you go and you you're purchasing. Oh, uh-huh, the, the the gaming the game yes. where you're the in-game. Where you're the shopkeeper. Yeah, yeah where. He's like, 
there's a girl there. Yeah. And she comes in to purchase some armor. It's like plus 10 armor, and he shows and it up. it keeps this, getting smaller and smaller. The pluses increase yeah, as the armor like, shrinks. And she's like, do you have something <laughs> a little more substantial? And he goes, oh, I've got a plus 50-something. And it's basically two metal cups. Yeah. Right. And, and she's and – she, uh, they're, they're, and he goes, they're, they're, they're held up magically. Magically, magically yes, yeah. of course. <laughs> That's some powerful magic. Right, right. So, yeah. No. So, hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you for having me, Casual. No worries. Bye. Bye. Well, thank you for having us. Yes. Happy anniversary. Yes. Happy anniversary. <laughs> thank you very much, uh, Casual. Take care. So... Pretty much all the high points were hit there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's funny, though. Nobody brought up uh, something that was much ballyhooed on the Internet, which was Pacific Rim. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pacific Rim. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Now, that is that is my – what I think will be the sleeper hit. I don't know. I'm I'm like – I want to keep no expectations because, man, could that bomb in a heartbeat. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because Del Toro oh, has know. a reputation for – Pulling out a profitable movie. I mean, Pan's Labyrinth. You want to talk about artsy, fartsy, way out there designs and plot and everything. And it did Did really well. well. Yeah. Well, because it was interesting. It was was very interesting, interesting. but it was definitely not what you would call mainstream. It was weird. I think your giant monster movie is much closer to mainstream because we all have that as part of our cultural heritage. They failed to tap into that when they tried to do the Godzilla remake. Right. Um, mm. The one with Matthew Broderick? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was terrible. That a horrible abortion. <clears throat> Maybe they'll it. get it with the new Godzilla remake they are making right now. But they're using that with the right people this time. Right, <laughs> right. They're not giving it to the uh, Independence Day brothers, the uh, the Devlins, um, mm-hmm. who that, that's a long conversation is what that is. What's but, wrong with Independence Day? Uh, Independence Day was awesome. Okay. <laughs> I hope they eventually get around to making that sequel because they originally intended that to be a, a, a trilogy. Yeah. Listen, I'll tell you, if you liked Independence Day and Wally, you should go see Oblivion because essentially that's what you're going to see. I have a real hard time getting behind Oblivion because I look at it and I say, number one, I don't want to give that actor any of my money. Okay. <laughs> um, we will not speak his name. Scientology. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if, you're, if you have an issue with giving Scientologists your money and stop buying movies, yeah, you may as well just <laughs> exactly. go to books because yep. movies are off limits now to you. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I just don't. I don't know what to make. I mean, the, the trailers don't tell you anything about what the movie's about. Have you seen Wally? Yeah. That looks pretty. Self-explanatory. I mean, aliens evade Earth. They uh, we beat them. We beat them, but Earth is bombed out. We leave. We leave some caretakers We're there, extracting We're all the about energy. to go, and then they find out that there's more people there than we thought. And there's there's the story. It just it just looks like oh, I've seen this movie, and it was called Moon, and Moon was much and, better. Yeah, Moon, Wally, Independence Day. Smash them together, you've seen this movie. Exactly. <laughs> I desperately do not need to go see Oblivion. Okay. Nope, you don't I've need to Moon see it. If you've seen those three movies, you've oh. already seen this movie three times. Moon was great. Okay. Because uh, I just looked and said, okay, that guy totally doesn't realize he's a clone, and we're going to go to a different movie now because yeah. I've seen that movie. Yeah. Interesting. Now, I told you guys when I called in, uh, but it was uh, during the break, that I, with my list, I went all the way up to Christmas, and there's a reason. Okay. There's a movie coming out December twentieth. There's a movie that we need to that we need to mention. Okay. Smurfs two. 
<laughs> exactly no, right. It is a sequel. <laughs> Anchorman to The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Oh, right. ah, yes. Yes. Of course. Well, that's that's just before quickly. Christmas. This yeah. Year. So that, along with uh, the next Hobbit, should be Christmas. That'll, round, that'll round out the Christmas. Yeah. Well, isn't, isn't mm-hmm. Christmas season when Pacific Rim is coming, or is that a summer No, movie? it's a summer. Summer okay. movie. Late, late uh, summer, yeah, Pacific though. Rim is July 12th. July, yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought, mm-hmm. it was, like, close, I thought it was closing out the season. Nope. No, yeah, Kick so. Ass and stuff are the uh, okay. August ones. Are the trailing ones. Yeah. And the World's End, the uh, 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 Shaun of the Dead guys. Oh. Uh, uh, I can't, names are all escaping me right now. I was just watching him in Star Trek last night. Um, Pen Peg. Yeah, Simon, Simon Peg. Simon yeah. Peg and, uh, and those guys. And the other dude. <laughs> and the, and the, and the big guy, made, yeah. Shot of the Dead and uh, Hot Fuzz. They right. made a movie about the end of the world. It's called The World's End. It comes out uh, August twenty third. Yeah, it's supposed to. That's supposed to be their trilogy, right? Right. Yeah. So. Yep. Hmm. Which one? But they, they also did in the middle. They did the one with the alien. Oh, Paul. Paul. Yeah. Was that? Is that any good? Did anyone see? It's that? funny. It is fun. It's yeah. funny. Which one? Paul. Paul. The one about the alien. The that alien they meet the page. guys that are going oh, to the Comic yes, Con. Yes, and yes, That was Jason, actually pretty Jason good. Jason Bateman's pretty funny. Yeah, in they're it. both pretty and funny in it. Sigourney Weaver has a small role. I liked it a lot. It was good. Well, didn't they have like, and, a Shatner moment as well in that one? No, that was a different movie. I'm, no. I'm thinking of. But uh, what's her? Chris, Kristen Wiig is in it. Yeah, so, yeah, it, it's good. It's it's it was funny. It's, it's for what it's worth. It is funny. So when it shows up on streaming, I should go. Yeah, for yeah, it. yeah. Yes, yeah. It's, it's worth a watch. Excellent. Ah, uh, yeah. This is a... Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. That's right. I didn't Thank look you. that up either. It just came to me. Bang! <laughs> it came to me in dream. <laughs> uh, hmm. So yeah, it's going to be a big movie for. Summers. It's going to be a big movie, movie for, for summers. summers. Big movie for summers. Where? What have you been smoking? Uh, where right. can I get some? It being four twenty one and all. I'll, I'll pass it to you through the internet. Yeah. There you go. <sighs> so we have um, these new things. I was showing people on the camera earlier. Oh yes. Um, challenge coins. Alpha Geek Radio. In all their basic semi monochrome glory. Yeah. It's not uh, actually showing them. It's showing them the ad. <laughs> oh, flip it open. And so these are easily shipped long distances for small amounts of money. <laughs> and when you get together with your fellow listeners, you can do the traditional challenge coin game of put it on the bar and whoever doesn't have theirs. Buys have to drinks. buy the round of drinks, or if everyone has theirs, you just screwed yourself and you're buying the drinks. But whatever. Ah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, ideas. What kind of little contest can we run to uh, find excuses to... Get rid of some? Distribute them mm. to people who will appreciate them the most. Interesting. All right. Yeah, we'll have to... Well, that sounds like a forum post. Yeah. Yes. So visit the forums. Um, I don't think I will be visiting all the contributing members of the research thread for their, of course, you're getting one. Uh, just need to harvest some shipping addresses. Exactly. But uh, if you have ideas for uh, yeah, well, where we can send these and how we how we determine who gets them, I've got uh, just under 100 of them. Nice. So, awesome. I'll be taking them to things like Nerdtacular and Comic-Con and, you know, Fabulous. using them for yeah. advertising and gibbies, but... We want you guys to get your cut of them as well. For sure. And now that the dyes have been created and are at the production facility, having more made is... Easy. Easier. It's mm-hmm. quicker and less expensive because I've spent the money up front and now they have them. 
And we can even do, you know, we could change the background color, change the paint schemes if we want to have different series of them. I also decided to go pay a little bit of extra and have them serial numbered. Yeah, that was so nice. So you know, the coveted low number. Right. Because, you know, we're just that big of a thing. We are, in fact, kind of a big deal. <laughs> As I sit here with number 001 in my pocket, uh-huh. it wouldn't do a 000. Aw. Aw. No origin story for you. Damn exactly. it. <laughs> yes. Issue zero. But anyway. Thank you for listening. Thank you to all the volunteers and the yeah. research set and all the work that they do for us. Find us on Facebook. You can search for Casually Hardcore there. On the Twitter, we are Hardcore Casuals for the show, Alpha Geek Radio for the network, Gnomewise for me, Izzy Grail for him, Daxa CH for her, and those other ones, Gwen Ryan, Iolite underscore CH. They show up occasionally. Send us your email, just your frothing at the mouth complaints about how much we suck, or suggestions and recommendations as to how great we are to the show at alphageekradio.com that's the show at alphageekradio.com check out our sister feeds alpha geek radio and alpha geek interviews on the aforementioned alphageekradio.com sponsor a segment as you saw done today by agrius sw turn your phone off there and you can catch it on stitcher radio if you were searching for something to buy on amazon.com start from our site we get a cut it helps keeps us on the air and do things like the rapidly sold out Penny Arcade Expo Prime. Holy crap. Yes. Sold out in five and three quarter yeah. hours. And they did not take our suggestion of, uh, I don't know, maybe putting out the media, media passes, passes first. No, I so to it. We yeah. will see whether or not we can get media passes yep. this year and get there. It's always, always a mystery. <laughs> <sighs> Rate us on the iTunes and all that jazz. I have been Gnomewise. I have been Dexa. And I've been Grail. Barry, we're gesturing to you. Oh, I can't see it. I've been Barry. (laughs) We are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people. Bombardier, 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 bombardier,